2: When you're driving, speed bumps force you to slow down. Some are big, some are small. Regardless of the size, they can really mess up your car if you go over them too fast. In this go, go, go world, society tends to have a negative view of speed bumps. But in my opinion, they don't have to be a bad thing. We all go through speed bumps in life, such as getting married, a spiritual awakening, Having children, changing jobs, a trauma, and more. In this podcast, you will hear the various speed bumps that people have encountered and how those experiences have shaped them into the person they are now. Because every story has speed bumps, and that is what makes life interesting. Hi everyone. I wanted to welcome you to Speed Bumps. And today I wanted to introduce to you Joe and Jen from Legit Bat, and they've been super helpful getting this podcast off the ground, and I'm super thankful to them. What where can they find you guys? I'm assuming on like Spotify and stuff like that, or where else?
0: Yeah, pretty much anywhere you get a uh, podcasts in rockfin.com slash legit bat. And we have a Patreon. It, it's all over the place. Like we usually tell people if you Google our name, we're pretty much the only legit bat on the Internet. So you'll find pretty much all our stuff just Googling us.
2: I still have the monopoly on that. Yeah. The Google overlords haven't won that yet. Not so yet. I don't know what speed bumps you guys want to talk about today. Um, I'm really excited to hear, though, because... The fact that you're married and doing this together, I think is really, really cool. So I'm excited to hear you guys.
0: Nice. You want to start out or do you want me to?
1: I want you to, because you've had more speed bumps.
0: Yeah, I guess the most, uh, prominent one when you were asking us to bring up ours is probably going to jail at 18. It was quite, quite a speed bump. Uh, I just moved out of my parents' house and the way we grew up was very sheltered. And so I kind of let loose when I moved out and, uh, gotten with a lot of terrible people that were, I mean, selling, buying drugs, all, everything you can think of. And, uh, so it was funny though, at the the time I got arrested, was like three days after my 18th birthday. So that kind of screwed me because if I was 17, it wouldn't have been tried as an adult or maybe I would have, I don't know how that sh- shit works, but, uh, So yeah, I started off my adult life by spending a week in jail and then having years worth of probation and all that shit. But it it ended up getting wiped off my record. So it ended up, I guess, a removed speed bump. But definitely taught me I don't like jail and never want to go back to jail. So that was what I took from that.
2: (laughs) I mean, that's definitely a good life lesson. And it's so interesting how literally one day they can go, oh, you're a kid. Oh, you're an adult. And just that one day and really what have you changed in one day? I mean, you can, but for the most part, a birthday is just a birthday to most people.
0: Yeah. It goes from, uh, you can't make your own decisions to, yeah, you can, um, vote and make decisions for other people. And now you're legally responsible for yourself. And yeah, it's stupid.
2: Yeah. When you say that you were sheltered, is that like a religious sheltered or like homeschooled or both? Or what what does that mean? Sheltered? Okay.
0: All you can imagine. Uh, Hardcore uh, conservative Baptist Christians, and which I don't have a problem with, and they've actually mellowed out since then, so that's cool. But uh, yeah, homeschooled the whole lot. It was, uh, we made ourselves not be sheltered though, because we were pretty sneaky at you know just leaving the house and going and doing whatever we wanted, which led to jail, obviously. But uh, yeah, it was it was. When I look back at it now, I'm like, it really wasn't that bad. But at the time, as a kid, it fucking sucked. So I would never raise my kids like that. And I don't get where they came from doing that. I guess it was with good intentions. I, Like I said, they've mellowed out a lot now. And I don't think they would ever do that again. But you know, I can't fix their speed bumps. So.
2: Yeah, no. I saw this thing and it was like... You have to learn to forgive your parents because they were still dealing with traumas when they raised you. And it was like this whole thing. But that was like the summation of it. And I was like, yeah, that's true. But also some of the things that some parents do is really shitty. So and and kind of questionable. So it's not a total free pass.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you're beating your kids up with a bat while you're shooting meth and, you know, I mean, that's probably not something that you should just let leave alone. But yeah,
2: probably not. No, I, I would agree with that statement. Yeah what about you Jen? You want to share? Yeah, you, <laughs> you don't have
1: to. I never no, I can share, but I never I never went to jail. I'm not that cool. <laughs> um Oh, so cool. It, my my first big speed bump though wasn't inherently negative, <clears throat> but when I was little um we were raised really poor when I was really little. My dad died when I was very, very young, too young for me to remember. So it wasn't really a trauma for me that I know of now. Um, So my mom had us on her own and she was in school full time getting her master's degree. And she, you know, we were she was just a single mom with two kids. And we loved our life, though. It was so fun. So we would go to the beach and like spend zero money. I mean, maybe she paid for parking, but it was in the 80s, so it was probably $2, who cares? And if we didn't go to the beach, we'd play in this plastic frog pool that now when I look back on it was probably, I don't know, four feet wide maximum, and maybe a foot deep, and it was our favorite thing. We would play in the backyard in that, we were like swimming, yes, like that was our idea of swimming in a pool and we would play on our swing set and we'd ride bikes and we just had each other it was just me and my sister we would do all of these awesome things we'd play in the woods we'd build forts and pretend that we lived during you know the the times when the pilgrims were around because i'm from massachusetts so we went there to pilgrim plantation so all the time. <laughs> yeah so we would just pretend we literally lived in the woods and had nothing and it was amazing and we loved it and my mom had a house like don't get me wrong she was she did her best, but we would eat things like um, cream cheese and jelly sandwiches and bologna cheese and mayonnaise. Like, those were my favorite sandwiches ever. And people think I'm insane because bologna is still my favorite lunch meat to this day. And I don't even think it's real meat. So, whatever. So, anyway, so she ended up getting sued. So, my biological dad, um, he ended up, he had schizophrenia and he um, he killed his doctors. So he went in and he murdered his psychologist and his psychologist, psychiatrist with a gun. And then he went to Vermont and he killed himself. So for me, this is not traumatic. I don't care. I'm a baby, but for my mom, she was getting sued. Like her estate got sued, which she had nothing by all of the families of the people who were killed. So the two doctors, and then someone was injured in the waiting room. So they all sued my mom. And, um, my mom my mom's lawyer got her out of it scot-free and it was amazing and then a couple of years down the road she saw that lawyer again out somewhere and he became my stepdad so they ended up going on a couple dates and um he was really rich and he really liked going to country clubs and um going on vacations and going to fancy places and eating really fancy food and so my sister and i were thrown into this huge turmoil of doing fancy people things and he kind of thought we should be um, appreciative and excited for this like how lucky how lucky are these girls look what i'm doing for them and now i'm not shitting on my stepdad he's awesome he's really great But for us, at that age, we were like, what the hell, dude? Like, this is crazy. We hate this shit. We hated going to the country club. We learned how to play golf when we were maybe seven, and we took golf lessons until we were probably 14, 13 or 14. So we did golf tournaments, and we did horseback riding, and we played tennis, and we did swim team. And i consistently sucked at all of these things i was like i don't care i'm never going to be good horseback riding i loved i loved horses though what teenage girl doesn't like horses that's fine but uh everything else i was like fuck these events i don't care about golfing or anything i still did it though i made divots in the green and in the or on the fairway on purpose didn't clean them up they have a little turf thing you can turf kit
0: shit head I know
1: I was an <laughs> asshole I was like fuck these people they but they wanted me to be so appreciative and I couldn't drive a golf cart no fair I stopped playing golf the year before I would have been able to legally drive a golf cart so that sucks anyway no I'm just I'm just being a douchebag but all of these things were really nice so I know he was trying to provide for us but our whole life was taken away from us and so we had to be we had to change into these people that I could have grown up very differently I'm not saying maybe i wouldn't have had the same opportunities maybe i would have who knows but i definitely wouldn't i grew up to be a person who like i i would beat myself up for things i had to be perfect all the time everything was all about perfection this perfection that um we were only allowed to wear jeans one day a week um we couldn't god what were the things we couldn't do There were so many things we couldn't no do no elbows on the table uh... no elbows on the table which is that is actually proper dinner etiquette, to be fair. I mean, not at our table at home, but when you go out to eat, come on, man. But uh, putting our napkins on our laps, um, we had to use like salad forks and stupid stuff like that. And we every time we would leave the table, we had to say, please, may I be excused? <laughs> with our hands folded, oh it was God. pretty crazy. Yeah, so um, my grandparents absolutely hated it. My mom's parents, they were like, they're children, what's wrong with you? <laughs> um, but yeah, so so anyway, so later down the road, I finally, I moved out when I was 16. I just kind of ran away because I was over it. Um, And then I learned to kind of have a better relationship with my parents when I got a little bit older, like 19, 20, I got on my own. And then my my dad, my perfect stepdad, ended up going to jail for bankruptcy fraud for like two years. So he had been stealing from his clients like the whole time that he was raising us, telling us to be perfect he was like doing this bad thing. And I had just learned to respect him after this whole time of, of kind of hating my life. So, um, so I visited him in jail or it was federal prison. I mean, to be fair, it was like club fed, it was nice. It was not scary at all. There was like a, a wooden fence around it and not one that's like super tall. Like it's, it was less secure than the fence that's around our home right now. So it wasn't a big deal. Um, but I went and talked to him like every day and we had this great experience. So, but that whole speed bump of my life, him making me, um, change certain things and adopting certain behaviors, I think helped me reconcile with, uh, I don't know, like the past with my, my little, um, God, I don't even know how to say this, my, the way that I would have grown up and the way that I did grow up, I was super pissed about that for a long time. And then I finally came to terms with it. And then when I visited my dad in prison all the time, we had developed this great relationship and we still actually do to this day. But that was a big speed bump in my life that kind of changed the path of my life that I thought was going to suck. And it ended up being totally cool.
2: Yeah, no, that is definitely a very divergent path of going from playing in the woods and being like Little House on the Prairie type deal to golf carts and country clubs and you know golf lessons and premium proper that's definitely a hard right um with no warning i don't
1: want it to just sound like i'm being ungrateful either because it sounds like i'm like oh i got to do all this fun shit but it was <laughs> i would have preferred to not you know i could have given that to anyone else and been like no you do it it's totally fine
2: well and i don't think there's anything wrong with acknowledging like hey I really would have been okay had we not had to go to country clubs and things like that. And I don't think you sound ungrateful at all. I think it's, you recognize, hey, I could have grown up really differently. And yeah, I'm grateful for some of the things, but also I I didn't really need to, like, maybe I just wanted to wear yoga pants and jeans most of my high school career.
1: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Just want to chill out more. I think I would have been a way cooler person for a lot longer. I think I didn't really chill out until I met Joe. And that was only seven years ago (laughs) so i'm newly cooler thanks
0: yeah new cool person
2: (laughs) did you show her all the ropes joe
0: i i guess he (laughs) taught me
1: how to smoke weed i never smoked weed ever so i tried it once when i was 16 and i hated it and then i i smoked with joe and i was like oh wow i missed out on a lot (laughs) this is really fun we don't even do it all the time at all but it's pretty fun
0: yeah it does help you chill out.
1: And you,
2: I was... you have
0: to try it sometime, L. I know you never have, but if you if we ever meet in person, I'm getting you baked.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I have to like I have to be in the right mindset because I found like it's part of the reason I don't like drinking, because whatever mood I'm in, I automatically become either happier if I'm happy, or sadder if I'm sad, and so and then I also get paranoid while drinking alcohol. I don't know how that works. I don't think it's supposed to happen that way. Um, but yeah.
1: Not I, typically, no. <laughs> no,
2: no. But there's was,
1: was the opposite. <laughs> yeah,
2: no, I like I freak out and I don't know if it's like I can feel people's energy more or what.
0: Oh yeah, if, maybe.
2: And if I don't feel safe, like I like I can't drink. So Mike has gotten me a little bit when it's just me and him in the house. But if you take me like a eat a friend's barbecue nope not happening
1: (laughs) that's fair i mean just in case to get drunk in public like that or at a party i you better practice a little bit at home first or just don't do it at all too that's mine too
2: (laughs) no but like i like i even start getting like buzzed at home and then i get like scared and i don't know what i'm scared of there's probably something i need to work on there
1: it might be your body telling you it's poison too
2: well and that's what i've said
1: poison so it might be your body just kind of giving you a, giving you a warning like no
0: like we don't do this bitch so don't, don't do not do this it's
1: not like that though because weed isn't poison for your body Weed's and- just a plant it's natural so it shouldn't make you feel and it doesn't
0: really make people feel paranoid anymore it used to because it was so illegal but now that it's pretty much legal everywhere nobody gets paranoid when they smoke weed anymore well mm-hmm. n- nobody i know of
2: i mean well, that's fair
1: california but <laughs> is well, weed legal out there
2: So Massachusetts is, and I'm like 45 minutes from the Massachusetts border. So there's like all the dispensary signs in Connecticut telling you to go to Massachusetts. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's great. Um, And so it's legal there. And I don't think it's legal in Connecticut, but it's decriminalized.
0: Oh, okay. And I think,
2: so it's just basically like, yeah, we know Massachusetts is right there. So we don't really care as long as you're not doing it too big i guess um but i haven't actually read the law i don't actually know but that's a sense i get it just means the cops don't really give a yeah,
0: shit. yeah it just means if they find it on <laughs> you they're not going to fuck with you over it, which is pretty cool i mean that's a step in the right direction
2: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and i know what was it california oregon's apparently trying to do the same thing with like mushrooms like decriminalize them
0: uh, i think oregon, oregon de- decriminalized all drugs oh, okay which is pretty crazy it's a radical move uh colorado I think it's just Denver and Oakland at the moment that have decriminalized mushrooms. But uh, I mean, another great start. So I'm sure it'll. I mean, the weed thing carried on to almost all states. So I'm imagining in like 20 years, like every drug is going to be legal and we're all just going to be junkies. Cause that's what happens when you do that, you know?
2: <laughs> no, 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 we're not going to become junkies. And I don't think the government's going to allow like mushrooms and stuff just because that's when people wake up and try and like realize the government's a piece of shit.
0: Yeah. So that's why I thought it was weird that Oakland, of all places in California, they're not exactly conservative down there, as far as I know.
2: Well, did they, when they decriminalized it or whatever, did they allow like corporate to come in and do things? Because the way corporate sells things and the way like a little mom and pop shop grower does it, I feel like are two very different things too for weed or mushrooms or whatever.
1: I don't think they can grow it or sell it if it's decriminalized. I think it just.
0: I think it just means if you get caught, you with, get it, caught with it, you're not going to go to jail.
1: Yeah, they're not going to fuck with you over it. Okay. I don't. I think if it's legal for recreational use, that's when you can start setting up shop. That's why Massachusetts is cool, and Connecticut doesn't have those. And then, gotcha. but it's still it's okay if you have it. Just. Right, by you know, the way, everyone, this is not legal
0: advice. We are not attorneys.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, not attorneys, not doctors. Just.
0: you, you do whatever you want? <laughs> yep. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm not claiming to know anything. Don't come at me and tell me I read the law wrong because I literally didn't read the law. I just heard from some people, so.
0: Exactly.
1: And we're just, we're far away and we're in a place in California where it's been legal for a long time for people to smoke weed, even when it wasn't legal. It was just known that it was totally fine. Yeah. It's like the Emerald Triangle area. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, we're in Humboldt. I mean, yeah. it, people smoke weed in broad daylight around cops. 20 years ago so it was a lot easier to get used to here i guess and it would be somewhere like connecticut
2: yeah I don't not know from connecticut there. so i don't really know the culture as well um but I, i'm from michigan so and there's, oh, yeah that's right yeah that's so, so
1: there's me i moved from massachusetts to indiana and you moved from michigan to connecticut and we we're just like little neighbors the whole time
2: just sure. I know, I'm sad. When you come out here to Connecticut again, or Massachusetts, you're going to have to hit me up.
1: I will. I'll hit up a dispensary first, and then I'll drive down. <laughs>
2: <and visit laughs> Listen, as long as I don't have to go anywhere when I do it, I think I would be down.
0: Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Sit out in your backyard in the sun and just hang out. Yeah, it's a good time.
2: We have a fire pit good. out there.
0: Good. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Perfect. Yeah. I guess the most recent speed bump, though, would be moving into the house. Quickly followed by getting a dog in the same month, I think. And then she's one big speed bump, you got to admit it.
1: Our dog? Yeah. Are you talking about me? You no. looked at me when you said that. I was like, oh, okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, moving I'm like... in with you and buying the house was the speed bump done.
0: <laughs> no, we made our own speed bumps that year. It's all good. And then yeah. we started a podcast.
2: So it was
1: 2020, though, when we bought our house. So there were a lot of speed bumps happening for a lot of people during that oh, year. Yeah and um it's
0: kind of been one after another since then actually
1: they had just um they had just made a law where people didn't have to pay their rent because of covid so i texted my landlord and i said hey i know our lease is coming up soon i just want to let you know that we'll renew with you right now for a whole other year we've never paid late obviously we always pay early or whatever and we were great tenants and i was so excited to tell her this that this law won't affect you don't worry and she said oh actually you're, you're evic- not evicted, but your lease is up when it's up, which was in two months. And uh, she said, cause I need to move in cause my husband and I are getting a divorce. And I was like, oh Jesus. I thought I was giving her this great news and she just shit all over my day. So I said, oh. babe, um, we need to find another place to live. And it was super hard to find a place because we had just had the car fire and the campfire prior to 2020. So everyone in those areas, which was pretty close to where we lived, was moving into all of the rentals because in the campfire, an entire city was destroyed. So all of the people from the, not all of them, but a lot of them moved up to the Reading area and were taking up all the rental housing, which is fine. I'm not, you know, I get it, but it really sucked for people like us. And then the prices were increasing significantly too. So his brother suggested we buy a house and we had like no money. I made <laughs> I made like nothing at my job at that time. And um but we did. We're like, all right, fuck it, let's do it, let's buy a house. And we found this house. I found it randomly. That was a whole story in and of itself. But I found it, we were super excited, and then he gave us the down payment amount, and I was like, Oh, like we don't have that. So he worked 12 hour days because of COVID and I started door dashing. Right in the middle of 2020 so it was right when people were like terrified to go outside and we knew the government was lying but we weren't really weren't quite sure yet so it was at the very 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 beginning where i don't even think it was around march so had they did they start the lockdown then
2: march april march. Like, mid-march i think is when they started the lockdown they like masks like april may
0: yeah, I think I the, they, started, they announced lockdowns like March 11th or something like so that.
2: So we closed
1: on our house in May. So it was around March that I started door dashing and I did it every single day, all day long. I made tons of money though. I made like 600 bucks a week just door dashing for five or six hours. And I still worked too. So we got all the money, we got our taxes too. We got all our money. We ended up getting into the house and then we were so, pre- I was like, yes, this is great. And then I lost my job one month after we got our house. Yeah. Um. So I just kept Door Dashing, but that wasn't, you know, cutting it. Um. I got unemployment too. Um. For a little bit, and I was Door Dashing. It's probably illegal because I was getting income that I wasn't Shh. claiming. We'll just cut that. I was out. like, "Fuck we'll you, government! Cut- I hate you!" And taxes are dumb. So I'll take your unemployment that I've paid into for forty-two years. So eat it. Um. But like I, we ended up being fine though, and then we got a dog. We got a dog that Joe hates. He I don't hates hate her. her.
0: She's just really fucking annoying.
1: She's amazing. She's the best <laughs> dog ever. She's two years old now. We did get her one month after we bought the house as well.
0: I said, so Tiny at the time, puppy. I was like, hey, do you think we could keep major life uh, events to like one a year? Like, we just moved in here and now we're getting this dog is shitting and pissing everywhere. Ended up being fine. She, she doesn't do that anymore. So that's cool.
1: She doesn't do that anymore, but she also lost her mom. So she she her mom died when she how old were they? 7 days old. So they never learned how to be dogs. They never had yeah. that training of how to be a dog. And like, they're
0: English bulldogs on top of it.
1: Part English bulldog, part McNab shepherd. It's a weird breed. Look it up if you don't know what it is. It kind of looks like a border collie with short hair. Um she looks a lot like a McNab, but she has the intelligence of an English bulldog. No offense to anyone who owns those dogs. Um She's sweet. She's a lovely name. She, she, Marilyn. Aww.
0: She got the best of both worlds. My
1: Marilyn. I love her. So I work from home now and I take her for walks all the time and we play together. She's like a third child to me, I guess. <laughs> oh, I, I
2: get her. that.
0: She's a f- forever toddler.
1: <laughs> but we had to bottle feed her. We got her at six weeks or eight weeks. So we had to bottle feed her with for- baby formula mixed with puppy food and then slowly wean her onto puppy food. Which is not something that most puppy owners have to take on um oh. right after moving into a new house too so i felt extra bad <laughs> for joe but i did it i took on the responsibility i took care of her she's a sweet girl mm-hmm. we love her we love her marilyn
0: i do she's just fucking annoying that's all <laughs>
1: well we then right
0: to- after i guess it was right after the dog then too that we started the show because we started the show in august yeah so yeah it was one after another august of 2020
1: is when we started the show too so we got our house got the dog that we love um and then i got a new job in august i started working for his brother um doing home loans so and then we started the show so 2020 when people when we started the show people would say oh how's your 2020 been and we're like it's been awesome i love 2020 it's been great because we took all of the negatives that ended up turning into positives, and we recognized the positivity from all of the bad things that happened. It all turned out great.
2: Yeah. I, think. I love it. I oh, love you it. Just... Yeah. Yeah, you keep disappearing. <laughs>
1: yes. It's my hair. Hold on. This is not good for audio, <laughs> but it looks really cool. Yeah, this video.
0: is more of a visual thing that would just happen. <laughs>
2: I like I don't know why the hair across the face makes you disappear, but the hands you stay. I know
0: because it recognizes your hands. It's I it's AI. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's
2: okay. oh. So We so we got Desi, our dog, in uh, uh, September eleventh, twenty twenty-one. Yeah, last year. Oh, yeah. Did
0: you name her Twin Towers?
2: <laughs> no, we named her Desi. It, her name was Tiffany when we rescued her, and we're like, she's not a Tiffany um and Tiffany so, for
0: a dog that is yes. true. Right
2: and we picked her up in New York and as we're driving back we're like calling out different names to see which one she's gonna answer to basically because we had ones that we liked and she wasn't answering to any of them and I feel like I feel like I called out Desi I'm not 100% sure on this because at this point it had been like 35 minutes into calling out random names and she answered so that's her name
0: that's Hey, that's a great way to name a dog
1: that's a great way to name a dog also very strange you're you're (laughs) like (laughs) most dogs you have to call them by the name you choose for them forcefully over and over again until they finally respond i love that you did it in such a nice way where you kind of let her pick her own name
2: that's really Uh, sweet yeah so we're like luna uh mabel i don't even i don't remember all the names now but they a lot of them were like metaphysical ish like, some were crystals or things like that. Um, wasn't responding to any of them. I don't know how we came up with Desi, but and then people are awesome. like, Oh, she's named after Desi Arnaz. And I was like, Sure. Um, that's <laughs> that not was really it. okay. Yeah. yeah. I was like, That's not it, but okay. If that makes you feel better,
1: yeah. You should tell them the story of how you're like, No, actually, I just called it out in the car and she responded to it. So that was her name this whole time. <laughs>
2: You might think I think like you're a little weird, but it's kind of cool. Listen, I'm always weird. It's funny that
0: you say always. Those... Oh, what? No, go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say I love when dogs are named human names. Like I've known a Kevin dog, a couple Kevins, Travis, like to name your dog something so like innately human is just hilarious. Name.
1: I met a chihuahua named
0: Joyce once.
1: Joyce,
2: yeah. <laughs> Stop. i like i feel like i can picture this chihuahua because it's almost like the name karen i feel like joyce has like a very uh it was doing. very much a personality when you think of it joyce at a
1: starbucks actually joyce was on someone's shoulder at a starbucks (laughs) it was a client of mine i used to work on wheelchairs at an old company i worked for and i that was a speed bump drove up (laughs) yeah that was a fun job though um i drove up to meet them to Changed something on her wheelchair in the parking lot because that was the she didn't want me to come to the house <clears throat> that happened frequently and her dog was on her shoulder just yapping and barking asking for the starbucks manager and she was like joyce joyce quiet town <laughs> the whole interaction was hilarious i guess you probably had to be there but it was pretty
2: funny <laughs> I, did you keep a straight face um
1: yeah i had to no i had to but I smiled, but I was also in the process of saying hi, so it was easy to hide it. I was like, hi.
2: (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, Mike and actually, Mike and I rented this house in 2020. Nice. We moved in together.
1: Oh, that's good.
2: Yeah, right around the time that you guys bought your house, Mike and I moved in together.
1: That's cool. How long had you guys been dating?
2: I met him in August of 2019 so that's cool yeah so, that, that's a whole thing
1: so you move this in isn't together, my show but... it's your show it's... what oh, that's because okay, I was gonna well I was so you moved in together in May of 2020 and you started dating in August of
2: 2019 I met him in August of 2019
1: so I met Joe in April of 2015 and I moved in with him we had seen each other four times in person, and I moved in with him in November of 2015 as well. And then we got it. married in March of 2016. So met less than a year prior, and we got married.
0: Well, and it was that was more of a speed bump than most, uh, just moving in with someone, because she literally drove from Indiana to California for, what, three days? Yeah. And oh, then, yeah. so you actually did hit literal speed bumps, I'm sure, but... <laughs> So, yeah, it wasn't just like, oh, let's move in together. It was like, oh, I have to move 2,500 miles. But, yeah, I'll I'll pack up my life and just go out there.
2: So, how did you know? Like, that's a, okay, that is a very big life transition. So, how did you know after meeting him four times that you were going to move all the way out to California?
1: Um... Don't ask me. (laughs) Your face, like, I don't know. Yeah. So, when we first started talking this is a weird story actually he texted me we played all right so we met on a video game super lame but we did we met playing an online i think we've told the story on our game. show It's fine. yeah we've told <laughs> it on our show we met playing clash of clans which is super dumb we don't play anymore and we barely played we just happened to play during this time it was like we were meant to just go in and mindlessly play this stupid game for a little bit so that we could meet and then it's not quite as
0: bad as like uh world of warcraft but it's it's close, it's close. But yeah, it was it was weird too because it was one of those games that I hate, those RPG games where you got to level up and do all this shit. I, I don't have time for that. And my little brother actually put it on my phone. Like he's like, "No, let me download this on your phone and put like make you an account. You have to play this game with me." I'm like, "I don't want to play these kinds of games. I don't have time." So, I was like strong-armed into even getting this fucking game in the first place. And then they had a clan on there, which is another level of dork. And they had a special chat group just for the members of the clan. It was a big deal. Like, if you were in,
1: it was (laughs) a big deal to Ben, to your brother, who is actually the third co-host of our show. But they
0: had like co-leaders, and you had to get so many stats in order to be a co-leader. I mean, too, after a while.
1: Oh yeah, but just honorary. Met me, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was
0: dorky, and like halfway through playing this, I'm like, this is why I don't play these fucking games. But yeah, and then we met, so it all turned out. And now we don't play the game anymore.
1: Well, he was on Instagram and he he messaged me on it was Kick, that stupid messenger app or whatever. We all oh, had a we had a gigantic group chat on Kick for our clan. And Joe <laughs> private messaged me and said, Hey, I found you on the old Instagram. Do you want another follower? And that's literally all he said. <clears throat> and I had tons of people who would private message me just nice things. Everyone in the clan was Christian for the most part. And I disappeared again sorry we'll cut that out um but everyone was christian or married there was no flirting no one was ever being weird or hitting on me they would just be like oh hey what's up blah 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 but when he messaged me just that very benign sentence or question i i felt super weird i don't know why it was very strange and then um i said oh, sure, did you request me already? Immediately, that was my immediate response. And he was like, no, I just sent that message, so no. Well, Man, it was, the reason I yet. even asked is because
0: <laughs> all, almost everybody else in the clan, I knew, well, not all of them, but like everybody else I knew and was, I had them on social media and I was like, if we're part of this clan, we better like link up for like be real internet friends, you know?
1: <laughs> so there's a very important part that I did leave out is that I had absolutely no idea what he looked like When he sent that message not at all so his profile picture was him and ben standing next to each other i i figured he was the darker-haired one wasn't sure and he was taking a water bottle that had the cap on and shoving it up his nose and making a weird face like so i i know your audio listeners can't see that but he was like had his mouth open and his tongue out and his water bottle was kind of up his nose his eyes were closed so, I wonder if I
0: still have that picture. No
1: clue what this dude looked like in real life. And I was just, I was swooning over this message for no reason. I wasn't looking for anything. And I was like, there's something special about this guy. And then we started just randomly messaging.
0: It's because I was a co-leader.
1: And I, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> and that, <then>, uh... <laughs> uh, no, you weren't at that time. You were brand new. Oh, yeah. So it <laughs> <So, laughs> doesn't matter, but i would find myself carefully crafting my texts to him to try to appear cooler because i wasn't i didn't know him yet so i obviously (laughs) wasn't cool and i was playing clash of clans so i was immediately a fucking nerd obviously so i didn't know what i was doing and then we started talking randomly and one day he's like hey here's my number if you ever want to talk sometime and i was like like program it in immediately and i had already looked him up on facebook at this point and he was really hot he's my hot husband so I was like, oh wow, this guy's really cute. But he had tons of girls too, who would always comment on your pictures and say how hot you were. So I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I wanna deal with all that drama, but I was like, it's cool because he lives 2,000 miles away and I've never met him, so I don't care. It'll be fun. And then we just started talking and then randomly I just booked tickets out to Sacramento to to come out and see him. We did kind of plan it. It was within a couple of weeks. Uh, let's see, we met in April is when we started kind of talking. We talked from, talked a lot from mid-May to mid-June, so a month, and then I booked tickets to go out there. So every single one of my coworkers was like, listen, can I have his license plate, his address, his social security number? I want a picture of him. I want- so like, where, you have to give he proof he of work? life.
2: we yeah, some good coworkers.
1: Okay. I They were great co-workers, yeah but they were terrified. They were like, you're making this huge mistake. This is very dumb. But we had also, so during that month period, we weren't just texting every day, we were FaceTiming every night. So I did know what his face looked like finally, water bottle free, and <laughs> and we were talking and it was very real and very fun. And when, we, when I moved here finally, one kind of weird speed bump we had was that that wasn't our life anymore Um, because we would text every single day we'd wake up and say good morning I love you after we had met because you know we I went out and saw him in June you came and saw me in July and then I think I went back out in August and then you came back out in October maybe and then he works for a company where he Christmas time is not doesn't work like he Mm -hmm. can't do anything during that time so my choices were either move out here or keep doing this back and forth where it costs cost a lot of money, so I just decided to move out here, but that was a weird thing, having to interact face-to-face all the time, and that sounds very weird, but our relationship was formed on texting every single day, all day long, and then FaceTiming at night until we said goodnight to each other for six months.
0: Something like that. Yeah. It, too long. It felt like forever.
1: It sounds like a weird thing, but it was very strange to adapt to it. Um over time at first it was great because we were like yes i'm with you now i can see you all the time and then eventually we were like oh well we can't really text all the time <laughs> so it's kind of weird not that it didn't it didn't cause fights or anything it was just a weird transition i guess
2: i oh, no, i totally yeah. get that
0: would be for anyone and that was a extreme circumstance
2: <laughs> no but I, I i don't know i love that i love that and i having someone who's long distance. And so like when I was in high school, I dated a guy in the military. And so obviously that has to be a long distance and there wasn't FaceTime back then. So I feel like the fact that you two got to FaceTime, like really, really helped. I mean, there was Skype, but Skype wasn't, didn't really work great. Um, So I feel like the fact that you guys FaceTimed, I feel like that made a difference in the connection of like, you weren't there physically in person, but you were face-to-face speaking at least.
0: Well, it's cool because I put her up on the windowsill and we'd hang out like we were at a party together. Like Mm we would have my roommate, Tony, and Ben, and whoever else was out there, and we'd all just be like sitting around talking like we do on the show, basically. And just, I didn't have an iPad at the time. That would have been a lot better, but.
1: It's all good. But wherever we were, we'd put each other up, you know, on something so we could see. So it was like we were hanging out in the same space. It's pretty cool.
2: Oh, that is cool. Yeah, so it's not just like you and him talking, it was also your friends interacting as well.
0: Yeah, so she basically <laughs> knew the two like closest people in my life at the time by the time she came out there anyway. So that did make it easier because we had all hung out before basically, just not in the real real.
2: And it's what we're doing now. It's funny. Yeah. Like the podcast now like you're in California, I'm in Connecticut and we sit and talk on Zoom or whatever. I forget what you guys use but yeah
1: oh yeah we use StreamYard most of the time but zoom's cool too and that's so funny because when 2020 hit everyone was moving towards virtual oh we'll just do virtual meetings and i thought that was so dumb because i wanted people to be face to face more but we also started our show and i realized people just aren't by each other all the time they don't live close and it's an amazing tool to be able to just connect with people can just feel like you're hanging out and maybe that's because we lived like that for a while (laughs) dating (laughs) made it a little easier but i love it zoom parties all the way
2: i know that makes total sense and when you're at your house you can wear whatever you want and like you could be in pajamas or no bra or no pants and nobody would know unless you get out i
0: actually never have pants on during shows Oh, just kidding
2: that works (laughs) only jen knows so listen whatever floats your boat
1: I looked down. He is wearing pants, but I'm like, what? Oh.
0: <laughs> and I never wear a bra during shows either, actually. I don't know if you could tell.
2: heard Target is, I like, now is selling, like, chest binders or something for, like, prepubescent children. What? Yeah.
1: Jesus.
2: What is that? So, like... Like, you don't have tits? So, like... I guess it's, like, a really extreme sports bra that just, like, compresses your boobs and makes a, a female look like they're male on top. But they're they're for children. It's not, like, for even teenage girls who have boobs yet. It's, it's all very strange.
1: <sighs> that is odd.
0: <clears throat> You're still disappearing.
2: I know. You, you keep disappearing. It's so funny. Sorry.
1: Right, I don't know. The camera doesn't want to pick me up for some reason. Here
2: your energy is just so high the computer can't
1: (laughs) can't handle me can't handle you it's not even picking it up it's like is there even another person over there (laughs) those energies always high um always high any other speed bumps um they happen every day (laughs) every day is a speed bump um
0: I guess the show was a, a, its own speed bump in a way, kind of. You should
1: talk about your funny show speed bumps. Because oh. we've had so many. No, I meant the show ones. in general.
0: I mean, it was a new a hobby career. I wanted to do, and yeah, learn. It was great though because I got to learn about it. I got to like creative outlet, all that stuff. And uh, but it took so long to actually get into the groove where, I mean, I would screw up like almost every episode. I haven't done it in a while, but it used to be something every single episode where. Either the sound would be bad, or I'd forget to record, or it would, the guest would be late, or we'd be late, or you know, it was just one thing after another. And if that those we speed bumps on finally and... evened out,
1: Wi-Fi for
0: a while. Yeah, uh, I learned really quick. You don't live stream over Wi-Fi. Yeah. That was when I learned about um, twenty shows in or something. I'm like, oh, I, I can't do that.
2: When you yeah, said just... you forgot to record, I quickly looked up and I was like, oh yeah, we we are recording good.
0: It'll. I can't say it'll happen for you. You're actually pretty on top of stuff like that. But almost every podcaster I know does do that at least once. I've done it a couple times.
1: Tell me about your soundboard. The soundboard one when we brought in that dude.
0: Oh, yeah. No, we had this big UFO researcher guy come on. And I I was fresh into trying these soundboards and trying to make funny sounds and stuff. And uh, I didn't know what I was doing on our streaming software. And we brought in this. Pretty big time UFO researcher guy. And right as I bring him in, one of my sounds play. And it's a dude farting and going, ow. So as as we're bringing him in, I'm like, "And hey, we're welcoming our guest Preston. And it goes, Pfft, ow.
1: It and was, I was like, so loud, though. No, it was louder than anything.
0: I know. But we didn't notice it either until after the show was out. Because the way that I had it set up, we couldn't hear it on our end. I don't think the audience could. Oh, if it showed up on the...
1: No, it, like everybody definitely heard it, babe. I know you keep oh, saying nobody right. heard it, but they all heard it. I don't
0: think Preston heard it. I think that's what I... I don't think he did.
1: I don't know. His face... So we have a clip. He was like,
0: whoa. He went...
1: <laughs> he makes a face that indicates he possibly heard that sound. you are like, welcome to Legit Bachelor. He's <laughs> maybe a little confused. But when Joe realized what happened, he couldn't even tell me about it for like five minutes. He was on the floor in a ball <laughs> laughing so hard. And then he stood up and was like, oh, my God, you have to sit. And then just (laughs) laughed for another five minutes. So bad. It was so funny, though.
2: I love those laughing fits. though. Those are the best. But they can't (laughs) even tell you why they're laughing. They're just laughing so hard. They just turn red and you're not really making any sound. They're just...
1: Right. It's because we were so honored to have this guy on. And that was the most embarrassing thing that could have possibly happened. But we found it hilarious. So... (laughs) I love that. Someone else may have freaked out.
0: No, I was like, that is pretty much on brand for us so i'm leaving it in
2: (laughs) i would have like i would i'm the type of person i would have emailed later and be like oh my god i'm so sorry and like been so apologetic and mortified and then laughed probably a couple weeks later would have taken a lot of time though
0: well it wasn't the only time i had a soundboard mishap there's another one i think i put it on instagram but there was another one where it was just so out of the blue i'm like i don't how am i how am i not noticing this how stupid
1: What did you – you played something – I was talking once. I started (laughs) – sorry, I'm going to be doing a laughing fit. He has one from – I think it's Rick and Morty where the aliens like, glab-a-blog-blog. If you guys watch Rick and Morty, you'll know what alien that is. So I started talking, and it was kind of a serious topic. And I was like, well, what I think is – and as soon as I started talking, Joe played
2: blog-a-blog-blog.
1: But he was moving the soundboard, but it sounded like he didn't give a flying fuck about what I was saying in my head, so I think I I've done that a (laughs) lot of times, and you always give me
0: the side eye. I'm like, it was an accident. Calm down.
1: (laughs) All right, say something, and you'll play the right clip.
0: I play play that one all the time when people say shit. It's not just you.
1: Okay. That's fine. I'm in California now. I'm all cool sir. Kick ass. Kick ass.
2: No, I love watching some of the video episodes or the like the live streams because Jen, the side eye you give him sometimes because you won't verbalize it during the show, but you're just like, what the fuck are you doing?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. I know I you
0: know too. <laughs> <laughs> I see it. I can see it. And I just chuckled to myself.
2: Now, do you tell him after the show, like once the recording stops? Like No, I usually don't remember. It's
1: usually just in the moment. It's only if he does something also. Sorry, I just started three sentences, but it's only if he does something while I'm trying to say something, if he hits the soundboard. That's the only okay. time I look. Yeah. That I'm irritated because the soundboard is very distracting to me. <laughs> you should be used to it by as now. Well as well. everyone else. And it's usually something that indicates that what I'm saying is retarded too. Like that's how I feel. That it's something fucking stupid.
2: I don't think I don't think you played the soundboard when I was just on your episode. I don't think you use the soundboard at all.
0: Sometimes I don't. It just depends. Uh, sometimes the nature of the conversation is like, ah, I'm not going to play farts during this one. Like it's just, that would be really weird. Other times it, when we have like Janet on and stuff, yeah, I have to bring farts out. I mean, Oh yeah. Janet. So, and she thinks it's hilarious. So.
2: <laughs> yeah. No. And you didn't with David Icke. That was cool. That whole episode no, was just that was phenomenal. One.
0: Yeah. That was another one. I was like, I probably should not do that. <laughs> He actually probably would have enjoyed it though.
1: I think he would have. I think he would have been totally.
0: Especially if I warned him ahead of time. Like, Hey, I have a soundboard. If you hear weird noises, it's just that he probably actually would have laughed. Damn it. I should have done that.
2: You would have to have 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 him on again.
0: That's what I'm saying. He said he'd come back on. So that's cool.
2: That's awesome. If you had to pick a dream guest for your podcast, who would that be past or present? Mm. They could be dead. Like past or present, any person or group in the world.
0: JFK, so I could figure out who shot him.
2: <laughs> so JFK dead though, right?
0: Yeah, think... JFK's ghost. Okay. Okay. He would know. Actually, he might not. He was kind of caught off guard, right? So was he? Yeah, exactly. Was he though? <laughs> I don't know. Who do you, who do you... I don't
2: know. I can't even... There's too many.
0: I'd have to think of musicians and...
1: So I don't book our guests. (laughs) I just look at the calendar and see who's coming up next. So it's not even on my radar. (laughs) So I don't have a dream guest. But everyone we talk to has been amazing. I don't think we've had a bad interview yet.
0: Except for with my friends in real life. They suck. (laughs) Murph, if you're listening.
1: (laughs) No, just everyone who's agreed to come on the show, whether they have a name for themselves or they're just someone who reached out and wanted to come on the show. Everyone's been awesome. We haven't had any negative experiences, so it's always been fun. So I just love to see who comes next. I know that kind of sounds like a weird hippy dippy thing to say, but I don't I don't need anyone that is to why come it's, on. I just like I just like the experience.
0: It's that fun. is why it would be hard to think of somebody though, too, is because sometimes the people we've never met before that I've never heard of that asked to come on or something I'm, end up being some of the greatest shows. So it's like, "Ah, I'm not going to and then other times we get kind of bigger name guests on and it's actually, kind of, it's not bad. It's just sometimes it's a little more difficult to like relate or, you know, uh, Joe Biden, just because that would get me so many clicks.
2: You should play all that,
0: the man. down votes.
2: <laughs> so you cut out and when you came back, all I heard was Joe Biden.
0: <laughs> oh, damn it. Oh, I can spruce that up. <laughs> no, I said I would love to uh, interview Joe Biden just because it would give me so much exposure, but it would be a lot of hate mail. Oh, yeah, but I could be funny,
2: though. Yeah. You could. You
0: could. Yeah, it would it... be gold.
1: I would oh. love to have OBDM on, actually. That would be the closest to having a dream guest on that we haven't talked to yet. OBDM is my favorite podcast ever, and it's Joe's favorite podcast ever. He turned me onto to it. It's the best show on earth but it's it's different but it's really fun it's
0: uh quirky but if you get it you get it it's one of those you know where you got to give it a couple episodes like mike says but they're fucking awesome uh love midnight mike Cretchit, and joe
2: i've never heard of obdm right
0: they stream live every saturday at 12 your time and seven midnight my time no noon oh okay yeah, they're they're hilarious. They do news and weird stories and shit. It's fucking amazing. Check it out sometime. Okay, It goes for you two listeners. Check out Obdm.
2: Yeah, I I love the how this conversation has gone from like speed bumps to random shit to how you guys met to uh, dream guests to like this whole big thing, and I just I love it. I love it. We. That's how we roll.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, if
0: anybody checks out our show, this is every show. We can't help it. We can't stay focused. We're squirrely and ADHD, apparently. So,
1: staying focused isn't natural, though. It gets awkward if you stay super, super focused, super hyper focused when you get into a conversation and you don't go down that path, you know?
2: Yeah, no. And actually, I do remember the thing that I was going to say when you guys were talking about having people on. Um, that you don't really know one of the things I love about listening to podcasts who have um, like a guest on that either hasn't been on a podcast before hasn't been on many is you genuinely get to hear a new story and a new perspective Um, whereas it can be a little bit of a um, what 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 do they try and say that we're bad at Uh, I don't know all the conspiracy theories they, they when fuck we're going to have to edit this the thing say more, say more. we'll get this we'll get this the thing okay. where they're like there's charades here it's you you we're constantly repeating and saying the same things but there's a name for oh, it and they say echo chamber there. echo chamber thank you yeah
0: fuck. or or siloing or whatever something like that yeah no
2: yeah echo chamber so sometimes i feel like if a person goes on too many they just repeat the same story like they're on this script and so I love hearing the different perspectives when they're brand new people. So,
0: yeah, exactly. And it's, I would love to have somebody on who actually wants to legitimately debate me or have a host a debate with a guest because I want to hear the argument. I want to hear the other side. Like, like you said, we get stuck in this like echo chamber of thinking this is whatever we're th- whatever the topic is doesn't really matter, but. I would love to get somebody who's staunchly on the other side who could actually have an um, intelligent and calm debate because that's the other problem is finding somebody who can not just throw names at each other the whole time. So that would probably be a dream guest is to get like a really big flat earther or something and like Neil deGrasse Tyson, just have him duke it out. I don't even have to say shit the whole time. I'll just watch him. So but I think J- it would turn into a scream fest.
2: So No, Jake from Local Listens was actually telling me about a podcast that does exactly that where she brings on two wildly different points of view and they actually have a a calm, rational debate with facts and no screaming. Wow. What's it called? I don't know. I need to go back and listen to the episode. Um, But yeah, he was talking about that because we were talking exactly about this, how you can't really have debates now and you can't have alternative points of view on anything. Because if you do, you get called the conspiracy theorist, the racist, the this, the that, the whatever. And so- being able to have those debates, I agree with you. That'd be awesome.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, we did a flat earth debate and I'm not going to even comment on it. Go listen to it or don't, but it's uh, not what I was looking for really. We'll just put it that way, but it's hard to get anybody who will come on to do that. Somebody who's sure enough of themselves and, you know, intelligent enough to actually be able to argue. It's so rare to find somebody who will actually say yes and come on and do that. So
2: someday I got, people do it. I, I had someone try and be like, oh, well, you should debate the germ theory versus terrain theory. And I was like, but I'm not staunchly on one side or the other. I see the merits of both. And they were kind of mad that like I wouldn't just pick a side. And I was like, I never fit in a box. So trying to put me in a box like that's not going to work out for you.
0: Yeah, I'm somewhere in the middle on that one, too. That's why that's why I want to have people on that do that, because then I can learn more about it, maybe move closer to one side or the other. But.
1: That's what I loved about you on Janet's episode. That's where I even heard about you was when Janet had you on her show and she talked about germ theory versus terrain theory and she talked about terrain theory and you were like, huh, I'm not really sure if I believe in that necessarily, but that's really interesting and I'll have to look into that. And it was so cool because someone coming from your background to be able to just go on a show and say, well, I've never heard that before, but I'll just check it out. And you didn't have one opinion or the other.
2: Great. So it's a personal thing of mine. If I don't know enough about a topic, I'm not gonna sit here and bullshit you. I will literally say, I don't know. Let me go research it. That's what
1: everyone should do. Uh, I think the world would be a much better place if that's what everybody did instead of watching CNN and saying they definitely know how medicine works.
2: Oh, yeah,
0: I or definitely do that too because I just talk out my ass.
2: <laughs> or the people who claim to be very smart and knowledgeable about diseases and are purported as doctors but actually have no medical degree, Bill Gates.
1: Oh, right. Yeah.
0: He's the world's most powerful doctor. Have you ever Googled yeah. that?
2: <laughs> wild, wild, wild.
0: Yep. I, but anything, I, anything more you want to share in this AA meeting? I'm just
2: kidding
1: <laughs> no, I don't know. I think we had some we've had quite a few we've had a speed bumpier life than I realized.
0: yeah, I guess I never thought about it huh.
1: Yeah, Ellie, you've made me realize that my life was not as smooth as I thought. I was like, oh, well, no, I had some stuff when I was a kid and then I was like, whoa, there's lots of speed bumps. No, but like you said, they don't have to be bad. It's just a little thing you have to get over. It's a little hurdle, a little, little obstacle in life. We all have them, but you have to keep driving forward in the road because if you stop on a speed bump, it's going to fuck up your car and piss off everyone behind you. So
2: keep going. 100%. 100%. <laughs> yeah. No. And the, I feel like this show isn't just about having people on to tell their most biggest traumatic things. Um one, because some people haven't had that, and that's awesome. But then also, like to your point, everyone goes through shit, and the things that we go through, good or bad, make us who we are, and then how we handle it. So, yeah, it doesn't have to be a it doesn't have to be a bad thing.
1: Yeah, and like you said, if someone's gone through something similar, maybe the way they handled it would be something someone could take from that who's currently going through that experience. So, I like it.
2: Yeah, it's, I don't know. Like I told you guys before the show, the reason I started this is because I didn't meet someone who looked like me until I was 22. So I knew the internet existed. I saw pictures of people with a hand like mine, but I didn't actually meet someone in person until I was 22. And so, yeah, that's all I want for the show is just to connect people.
1: What was it like when you met that person?
2: You might Uh,
1: have talked about this before, but I want to hear this because...
2: So... I used to be part of a group that um, connected people with limb differences. Uh, I'm no longer affiliated with that group because basically they went woke. Um, But they used to have like picnics and things like that. And I would go there. And when I saw her, she was also a girl. So that was cool. And. It was om- I felt like it was almost like meeting a celebrity because I got like tongue-tied and like bashful and things like that. And then later that night, I bawled like a baby, like just I was like, I'm not alone in this world. And I like, you don't think that something like seeing someone like you is going to be that impactful, but it so was. Like I'm tearing up thinking about it, and I didn't even tear up when I was doing my own speed bumps episode, but meeting someone who looks like you and realizing that you're not alone. And then she had also had arm surgeries and things like that. And so all the pain associated with that, someone actually understood. Because if you've never broken a bone, how can you relate to someone who's never broken, who has broken a bone? So having your bones forced apart and literally pulled apart and things like that. My mom couldn't understand. The doctor who did the surgery couldn't understand. No one could understand, but she could understand. And so having that connection was, yeah, I bawled like a baby.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's are a, you still that's friends a- with
2: her? I'm not. We lost touch. Um, she wasn't big into social media, even back then, and that was probably almost ten years ago now. Um, and so she just she was never big into social media, and she wasn't um, very big in. uh I guess comfortable in her own skin in regards to her arm. And so she didn't really want to talk about it and connect in that way. Whereas me, I was like, yeah, I don't have 10 fingers. And I think this is really cool. And so for some people, it can be super off putting, like, why is this girl so proud? She only has nine fingers. Like, this is a little weird. So
0: Fuck it,
2: it, it, that vibe didn't happen. Um, but yeah, it, and that's okay. Cause I still got to meet her and even let's see. I did meet a little girl in Alabama, though, who had a heart surgery like me and a hand like me, and she's 13 now. I met her when she was oh wow four. So, yeah, I love those stories. I taught her how to make a heart with her hands because typically you need a thumb and an index finger to do it. So I taught her how to make a heart for Valentine's Day with just one thumb. I have a awesome. picture of it somewhere.
1: That's badass. Let me see.
2: Uh, I would have to find it on my phone. It was like on my old Facebook.
1: Send me a picture.
2: Yeah, I will. <laughs> but yeah, it was great talking to you guys. I appreciate you coming on the show. And it was really cool having the two different perspectives and having you guys like feed off each other and be like, no, you're telling the story wrong. And you forgot yeah. this part. And what about this part? And that was great. I love that. Life. I love that. But I don't tell like
1: it was that hostile. I don't know.
2: No, 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 That's it wasn't household. It was like no, that, that, that that, banter back and forth. And it was just, it was really cool. I'm like, no, you're telling the story wrong. You forgot this part. And this is such a great part. And this is the key no, part. We see,
1: things, we see things very differently. We compliment each other really well. I will say that.
2: You do. I'll
1: pick All up right. on things that he doesn't. And he picks up on things that I don't. So. You're
0: like the yin to my wang.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, babe. Oh.
2: So Mike you No, know, so Mike and I joke whenever there's like a like a text message sound or whatever that it means whatever you just said is really, really true. So we're gonna go with that just means it was really, really true.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. I've never heard that before. I love it. I'm the yin your wang. Sweet.
2: <laughs> you guys need to get shirts that say that yin and wang.
0: Oh, we'll make one and put it in the store.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: And we have to buy them and wear them. We'll model them too. We'll be like,
2: oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> I, I want to see pictures when this happens.
1: I think we should make this happen ASAP. So
0: It'd be pretty easy. I could do it and yeah, we should.
1: <laughs> that's a really good idea. All right. <laughs> Look at all the productivity that's
2: come from doing this. I know. But...
0: It's been a productive hour.
2: <laughs> it has. And you learn to make yourself invisible on a, without a green screen. I know.
0: New tricks. We'll have to do it on a live stream.
2: Oh, hundred 100%. 100%. It'd be great. The guests won't think you're there and all of a sudden, surprise! It's like peekaboo, but for grown-ups.
1: <laughs> yeah, but this doesn't work.
2: No! That's so strange. The hands don't work. But the, the hair covering the face. It doesn't work. See? The hair makes you disappear.
1: Magic hair. This isn't even my hair. Maybe that's what it is.
2: you have extensions?
1: Yeah. My hair's like the fluff.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: <gasps> hmm. Interesting. There's something about the face thing. You just
0: go. Hmm. We're still fucking around on Zoom. Okay.
1: Sorry, I know. This is bad for audio.
2: No, I can cut all this out. I know you're editing it in. Anyway. No, no. So this is just we're gonna have a bunch of work for Joe. It's fine. Or we'll just we'll just <laughs> leave it in because this is how you guys are for your show. And that's it authentically is. you and that's all I can ask for.
0: That's fine. You Edit out whatever the hell you want. I don't care. Just give me timestamps.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I'm not just going to be like, here, go edit this. And because you'll just be like, oh, fuck it. I'm putting it out as is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, here you go. He'll like, send yeah, it right to- back. Totally as you edited
0: it. it. Yeah. But she'll listen to it and be like, uh, no, try again.
2: I know. It was so great having you guys on uh, one more time. Can you tell everyone where they can find you, please?
0: Yes. Uh, our main... Main thing we do is live streaming every Thursday and Sunday, so it's R-O-K-F-I-N dot com slash legitbat, and then wherever you get, if you just want to hear the audio and not look at our dumb heads, uh, whatever podcast player, and uh, we have sh- t shirts and hats and stuff like that. legitbatcom dot com, yeah. Patreon, we do four extra shows a month on there, so if you want to, if you want to hear more of this for some reason, we can do that too, and that's about it.
2: thank you both and I appreciate it and everyone thank you for listening to speed bumps and I hope you have a wonderful wonderful day